Okay. So I was talking about prostitution. No, that was. <laughs> You have five other sweets. (laughs) Hello. Hi. And welcome back to another episode of Break Room Banter. It is a hairstylist adjacent podcast where each week... Two friends. ...who also happen to be hairstylists... ...break down our weeks in the break room. I'm your host, Hunter Walden. And I am your hostess, Erica the Red. And today we have a very special guest, my friend Sheeta Bissot in in her break room. In her break room. Yeah. Hi. (laughs) Hi. welcome welcome back to the podcast thank you thank you for being here this time we're in person so we came today to do a little year-end recap and kind of catch up with everything you've had going on so um let's start this episode off with a peek and a pit so a high point of your year oh and a low point of your year okay well, that one, you just like went for it, huh? Right. <laughs> the high point of my year. Um, the high point of my year was, can I say two things? Yeah. Um, was getting the opportunity to travel this year and teach at the hair shows um, and just being back in the industry and being around people who want to learn and I want to learn still too. So, um, that, and I was working on my salon, um, my salon suites, but I also just bought a salon and it finally went through at the end of the year. So yeah, that's my peak. Good. What about you, Erica? Peak for the year. Peak for the year. Well, that would have to be a tie between hitting my goal for the year, which I didn't think I was going to pull off, or last night. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Erica got pulled up on stage last night. At the Chippendale Chip show. Yeah, she did. She did. She did. That's why I didn't go. <laughs> because I'm going to end up doing makeup on one of those guys at a gig, and then they're going to, re- yeah. And they're going to remember yeah. you. Remember you. Yes. That's why I didn't go. That's so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, what about you, Hunty? I just had a lot of good shit happen this year. Like, I had a, after a while of a lot of negative things, just letting that go and having positivity come in and mm-hmm. like only allowing positivity for the year is my peak. I love that. Because I don't quite remember one time this year that I was as down as I had been in the years prior. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. So that's my peak. That's good. That's a good peak. Yeah. I what like about it. your pit? My pit? Yeah. My pit. I could talk about a lot of mm. no, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not a negative person. You know that. My, um, I actually had um, a lot of trouble opening these suites that this grand plan I came up with. Because um, when you're super creative, you don't think of a lot of other things that have to go into it. And then you have to learn. Um, so my pit was that I had to pivot and put a dream on hold for a minute. And I had to become an Airbnb host. That was my mm-hmm. pit, you guys, <laughs> because I am not that person. And so I did that while doing... Um, Working in the salon full-time and traveling, you guys. I was an Airbnb host. Um, so I was doing laundry and making beds. And this was not my life. <laughs> and cleaning. and But I did it. And I made that money. And it worked. And so, yeah. Oh, okay. I like it. Yeah. Adaptability. You Adaptability. have to do what you have to do. Yeah. yeah. I would say that 
I would say I don't have a pit for this year because like you said, while there were lower points, at no point was I as low as I was the year before, which was brutally honest, brutal honesty, probably a lifetime Mm. low, like 2021. Mm. So 2022 was better, rough on the way to getting better. And then last year really was the best year I'd had in a couple of years. Not necessarily easy Mm -hmm. and not all rainbows and butterflies, but definitely better progress. Well, my pit, I was trying to think of it the whole time you guys were talking. Um, I have it. So like having the podcast for the last two years, and over the last year, we've started having a lot of guests on, of a, lot of, a lot of people that I was inspired by. And I think that my pit is that meeting some of, not all of them, but some of the people that I looked up to was so discouraging. Like, the meeting portion of that was pretty discouraging. So having that, like, oh, not everybody is rainbows and sunshine and butterflies like cheetah <laughs> but i but i like that you admit that because i think a lot of people need to hear that mm-hmm. you know that they're not alone and it's not anything personal um when they do meet somebody that they look up to and they're like wow you know like I, mm-hmm. I, it happens to all of us it's happened to me too yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so you talked about um like a having a lot of things going on airbnb host all of the salons yeah. what is something that you learned like you said you're creative you have the idea but what is one of the biggest lessons you learned in the process one of the big well i mean to this day like i don't think i'll ever forget it is that you may think that you have it all planned out but you always got to have that but what if and a lot of people will say like no you're being negative no being realistic you know um so you really have to be i think like i really had to just talk to myself a lot through things when things would happen and they wouldn't go my way or go as fast as i've wanted them to um and just say look i'm running my own little race at my pace and let go of the ego you Mm. know like what are people expecting? What are people? No. What do I want? What am I expecting? What's going to make me happy? Um, and if and if you fail at something, it's totally okay. You're still living. Like yeah. I just had to tell myself, like I'm not under a bridge. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, I'm healthy and I'm loved and I love people and um, just take it day by day. Yeah. Have you talked about what this space will eventually be? online yet I really haven't because it's just been so hard (laughs) it's really been so hard because I can't give a date you know um so it really has been just like a little soul thing that I've been doing yeah it's your passion project yeah it really is um but yeah I I don't know if you want me to talk about it if you want (laughs) to talk about it that's what we're here for okay let's do it uh okay I'll give you the short version so um in Vegas, we don't have... Vegas has only been here. I'm like a big history f- 
fanatic. Like if I want to know all the details because I'm a Virgo. So in Vegas, I think like the oldest house is probably built in the 20s or 40s. And that's nothing anybody wants to live in or look at. Um, but in a lot of other towns in this um, country there, I know you guys have all seen like houses be rebuilt into dentist or um, lawyer's offices or just businesses. And we've seen salons be um, rebuilt. And I've always thought that was just the coolest thing because the house has a story. Um, so I was in LA, my friend showed me this house that this woman was just thriving her business out of, um, out of a house and it's a whole salon. And I was like, I've been to a salon like that. And you know what? This makes sense because at the time I was, um, working in my salon suite and my daughter, who's also licensed, Julia, we're working together. And a lot of people thought that and I honestly thought that wouldn't work out, but it really did work out. Like my clients loved being with us. They felt like family. We would bicker a little. <laughs> we would, <laughs> you would never, you know, like we just got along so well. And it, I really felt like it brought like this family comfortable feel. So I thought makes it even more special that I buy a home that I turn into a salon because we are a home. We give that home feeling, me and my daughter, you know? Um, so I was looking for a house. My husband thought I was crazy. He's like, <laughs> a house? I'm like, just do it. Just look for a house that's already commercial zone, that's already has offices in it, and we'll just go turn those into suites. Um, but my thought was, like, we'll own the, the property. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm becoming a landlord and a salon suite owner at the same time so I bit off a lot and it was supposed to be easy but then when I purchased it they were telling me that something wasn't finalized you know so in my um true fashion I was like nothing's gonna stop me (laughs) and um we just kind of went through the motions with the city and planning and things and I called their bluff and I was persistent, but that persistence has taken a year and a half. Wow. Like to get this as a salon. To get the county to say, yes, you can, this is zoned now for a salon. And I have to have that for, you know, cosmetology to let me do work, the Board of Cosmetology to Mm -hmm. let me work in here. So when they said yes, in the meantime, I was paying the mortgage on this huge house it's like close to 3,000 square feet with like Mm -hmm. 11 office spaces in it um so since we couldn't do any work on it like hire anybody to work on it because why you know what I mean why Why if we don't know if it's gonna be that if we have to just turn around and sell it or what so we did all the renovations that we could um ourselves and I became so much in the past two years (laughs) like I was um jackhammering to the point where I got one day I didn't wear the mask and I got all the stuff in my throat oh my god yeah oh no and then I got like tennis elbow because I was like (laughs) And I was like, I was, um, you'll see the, the cupboards in the kitchen when you guys take your tour. But like, I, um, I hand sanded them and I felt, um, no offense to anybody if they're Amish, but I felt very Amish. Okay. And I was like, I don't like this. This is why we have power tools. I don't like (laughs) this. Well, we had one power tool, but then it was just a little too strong for the 1973 home, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
um, I'm not spending 30 grand to remodel a kitchen, you know? Um, and so in the meantime, I've become like very interested in going green as a salon. Um, and that goes into like recycling when you remodel, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. it goes into a whole lot more. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, just learning what design was all about. Um, but also working, you guys, like I was still working in the salon, <laughs> going to my suite every day and then coming home on the weekends. And I just didn't have a day off for all these years. And um, and my husband was also going through his um, medical things that he had and he was right there with me. You know, he laid the whole the flooring in this house. Yeah, wow. with the help of a friend. He laid it. We've painted this whole house. Wow. We've installed the lights. We And that's why the energy is so good in here. It's like you have literally physically touched every inch of this house. Yeah. I know everything about it. I almost that's sometimes awesome. I talk to it. Is that weird? No. I don't sometimes think so. I talk to it and I like thank it and you know, for for staying this way and giving because everybody that's come here has told yeah. me that that it has it, this great energy. It really does. Well, but that it, will keep it that way, I think. Yeah. You showing it gratitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what I had to do. Um, and then the pivot was, I was like, hey, I'm still waiting and waiting for these things to happen. So I um, I made it an Airbnb for a minute mm-hmm. for about six to seven months last year while I was traveling, you know, and yeah. I didn't realize that you were going in cleaning the house. Yes. Yes, I was. (laughs) Doing all the things. Because if I paid somebody else to do it, then that takes in. And I'm a, I'm, I'm totally capable. Yeah. It's not beneath me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was cleaning toilets, you guys. Changing bed sheets. And this is Vegas, okay? So let's just, like I said. Yeah. It was a mess. I would have hired somebody. (laughs) I know. Just for the beds. I know. You have a question? I don't. I don't really, I'm just listening. (laughs) So during the process of building this out and now you opened and are opening an already existing open salon. Yeah. So how did that part come about? It's madness. That's what it's (laughs) called. It's madness. So in the meantime, like I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if you guys have ever been just like so stressed out about something that it keeps you up at night to the point where you're like talking to yourself, like calm down, just calm down. Mm-hmm. And I was doing a lot of that with this place because we put so much into it and I just had to stay positive. And um, I decided to sell my home that I lived in. Um, I bought that home about 13 years ago. And I said, you know, this isn't the home that I want to grow old in because if I'm going to have this business, I'm going to be making more money and I'm going to be able to get another home because mm-hmm. I just like, why stay where you're at? You know, yeah, when you can grow. To grow. So I woke up one morning um, kind of stressed out and I had just put my house on the market And I knew that selling that house was going to help me carry through and finish with these salon suites. Being able to um, either Airbnb it still for a while to help pay the mortgage at those suites until I could get them opened and everything cleared, you know, Mm -hmm. with construction. Um, Or um, 
it was just, it was going to help me, you know? So, um, I laid there and I thought, well, I could not have foreseen what was going to happen with this amazing business plan I had to rent out these suites and all this stuff and build them out on my own and be the landlord and the owner and the salon owner. So I said, and at the time there's this wonderful man who let me rent, um, a booth rental at his salon here in Vegas. And I was like, I've been here for about eight months now and my suites are still not open. And I really need my own space. Like I'm using my suite for content creation, but I'm not bringing clients here. Mm -hmm. And I really just need my own space. I'm paying rent there. So I said, let me invest my money. Let me invest some of that money I made from selling my house. And I said, I'm going to get a turnkey salon so I can work in there as I'm working right now in someone else's salon. But let me make some more money. Mm -hmm. So I just looked at it as an investment. Let me look into a turnkey salon. So... Um, that morning I found one for sale and by 930 that morning I was on the phone with the guy and he was telling me it was just a block away from my salon suites that I'm building out. So I said yes and um, moving into that, I've moved into that salon. We're remodeling that really quick. Um, it's a commission salon and I will work there until these salon suites are fully built out. Now the salon suites are are all already each individual suite is already lighted and um, painted and the flooring is done and everything in them but what I have left to do is um, I have a shampoo a centralized shampoo bowl room that I'm making um, mm. so that plumbing needs to be done and a little bit of electrical because when it comes to a salon the electricity is the most important thing with our blow dryers <laughs> and all our things like yeah the who- last thing you want is all the lights to just turn off yeah yeah. So those are the two things that are holding up because now they can happen. Um, but the city's plan um, for me to make it into a salon was they wanted me to redo some of my driveway. So was that what the holdup was? I wanted to because you had said you were looking for buildings that were zoned for commercial use. Yeah. And this so was I assume zoned. you picked that. And then yeah. so then what was it? Is it commercial use is different from salon use? Yeah. So it was zoned for office space. So I had oh. to go. And I think this is because you guys, I, I want, I'm so happy to share this with you mm-hmm. because as a hairstylist, I didn't know this stuff. Yeah. And you can look up things. And I mean, I thought I did my homework, but um, I had to learn a whole other side of things when it comes well, so, to that. Sometimes you don't know if things are even a thing to look it up. Yeah, like yeah. I wasn't just becoming a salon owner. I was becoming a landlord. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I say when I bit off a lot more. But I was up for it. Um, I had to put in a special use permit for this location because it was just zoned for commercial. Okay. So that's all it is. You just turn in a paper. But when I did that, they said, oh... This wasn't finalized, and so you need to bring it up to 2022 code. That's when I purchased it. Okay. And they told me that this big t- um, electrical pole out there, you know, those big long yeah. ones, that it was obstructing my driveway and that I needed to move it. A whole How is that yours? Pole. You guys. How is that not the city? That's what I said. And they looked at me, and they were like, Public Works was like, no, you got to move it. And so I said, okay. So I called their bluff and I called the power company who's like very powerful yeah. in Nevada Energy here. And I said, hey, how much does it cost to move a power pole? Because that's what they told me to ask, right? So I was like, how much does it cost to move a power pole? And they said, they laughed 
And they were like, it doesn't work that way. Like, no, nobody tells them to do that, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So I called them back. Um, I let the zoning and the guys know, hey, um, they said, no, it's not <laughs> like they laughed. And so can we just like close off that driveway and we use the other one? Hmm. That's kind of common sense, yeah. right? Yeah. They said, oh, okay. They gave me that, like, those are the things that happen when it comes to, you know, Ugh. business building yeah. and, and ownership and landlord stuff. So um, if I had just went to a regular retail center and found a space and told the landlord there, will you accept my business? Can I build this out? It would have been his issue to deal with them. But because I bought the land and the building. <laughs> you wanted to be the landlord. Look what it got you. All the control, right? Just control <laughs> issues, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, I, I got past it. Um, and I was very proud of myself. It took me a while and I stuck it out and I did what I had to do. Wow. So I have about a, another six months to go with okay. this process, you know, but um I'm really proud of me and my husband and my family for sticking it out. Yeah. As you should be, because that could bring you guys closer mm-hmm. or it could have like torn all of you guys apart. Yeah. I mean, you're always together. Yeah. You and your daughter are always together. Yeah. And that could cause so many arguments. Yeah. No, I don't think we argued. We just like were busy. It's it's nuts how busy we were. And so finally, when we sold the house in November, I kind of didn't know what else to do with myself. And I was like, thank God I'm buying a salon. (laughs) (laughs) Now I have something to do. As soon as these two are done, you're going to be like, okay, I'm bored. So what about a location elsewhere? Third location. I know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) A brand of salon suites even. Yeah. So what are some things that happened this year that um, you've already talked about what surprised you? Yeah. What are some things that happened this year, whether it be with this or outside of the two salons that happened that you're proud of? That I'm proud of? Um, I'm honestly really proud that I was still able to find time to be with my family and be there for some really important things Mm -hmm. Um, because I kept, I really kept, I stayed focused on that this whole year, even though I was traveling at these shows and I did classes and um I really made it a point to be present I realized like we all did certain things um in 2020 and 2021 that I took responsibility for my um participation in my relationships and Mm -hmm. where I lacked and where like even though something was wrong in a relationship like I didn't just blame I said what can I do you know what did I do and what can I do to fix that and so um I just stayed focused and I was there for a lot like in my personal life with um my daughters with my husband with my mom my nephew um and my grandchildren so yeah I just, I'm really happy that I was there for all the really important things. And even just the little things, you know, like painting pant, um, plant potters Aww. and, you know, yeah. um, brushing Barbie's hair and, yeah. you know. So you, whenever you travel, do you, you take Julia with you, correct? Um, sometimes I do. I got her for the first six months of 2023 and the last six months she told me I was on my own. Oh, 
You're going to have to figure it out on your own now. She You're did. grown can, up. Can you believe that? I felt like I was senile or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... I did. I felt like she was sending me away to the old folks. She's like, no, no. You're you're fine. You know what I did do? I will tell you. I did a three-day photo shoot for a calendar project. um, And I did 12 models hair. And I did it all by myself with no assistant. Wow. I said, I don't need. That's something to be proud of. I don't need no assistant. Right? I did. What is your favorite part about owning a business or well I guess you haven't figured that part out um working in Las Vegas my favorite part is that it's it's so creative there's always something like um I have a lot of dancers and entertainers and um I wouldn't say like they're all Cirque but they're like Cirque type Mm -hmm. yeah that love to just be creative outside of work and can be with their hair, but also they need you to do their hair um, on set. And um, there's always like these high roller parties that a lot of people don't know about, but there is um, hair and makeup teams and choreographers that there's choreographers that hire aerial dancers and um, ambiance girls and dancers so they pick and pull them from chippendales from shows um at cirque and that's what those dancers do like dre's nightclub like part-time they'll Mm -hmm. go do these gigs so i'm doing the gig and there's just always money to be made besides doing that for those things outside the salon there's wedding hair um there's people that come to town for who have possibly been following me on social media who are like i'm gonna be in town and i want this Mm -hmm. um there's just like it's every day of the year there's an opportunity to do somebody's hair here mm-hmm. and so i never feel like there's really a slow season there's maybe a slow week you know mm-hmm. um, but there's never really a slow season here in this town because there's always somebody who needs to be done up and there's always referrals um yeah well i was just gonna say it, it really is like there isn't somewhere in the country where you can have 20 big conventions going on at a time or like movies being filmed or concerts 10 of them a night you know that does make sense I never really kind of thought of it from that angle I thought you're gonna have a lot of tourism so people aren't gonna like your client your client retention like it would be hard to build but of course it just means you're going to be doing different things because you do more like yeah. freelance gigs like and stuff like that. So yeah, that is so your vibe, Again, Erica. really want to move to Vegas now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's honestly, it's really not hard to build your clientele here because I mean, I, I, I tell people they get so surprised when I tell them I have a lot of school teachers and principals and word of mouth. They mm-hmm. refer so many others out to me. Um, I have dancers, I have men clients, um, I have, I mean, it, it's not legal here, but it's legal in the county next to us. Prostitution is legal, mm-hmm. so, but we do have that here, and yeah. so I have all of the different types of clients here, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, for different things yeah. and um, different types of hair, so it keeps it interesting for me. So do you, how... 
much of a percentage would you say do you do of like natural hair? Um, maybe fifty to sixty percent. Oh, that is surprising to me. I have a lot of retouches, <laughs> and I, when I hear people talk about I can't get great coverage, I'm like, girl, I, I don't even know. It's not a brand, you guys. Like, it's not just one brand. It's your application mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, some foil around the hairline and maybe even a processing cap. I and put perm papers on the hairline. That mm-hmm. works too. And um, just 45 minutes, maybe sometimes 50, but that's it. Like it's, <laughs> I have maybe a lot of patience. Heat. I have a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't do heat. That's one thing I don't do. I don't do heat even with my um, blonding at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no need for it. Yeah. I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Right? I was like, wait a second. Yeah. So can you tell us what the future of this building is? Oh, yeah. The we want to fu- know. The future of this building is six salon suites. Okay. Um, they will, only my salon suite has a um, shampoo bowl in it, but. <laughs> she doesn't have to see anyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, my salon suite is large enough to hold classes in, mm-hmm. um, like one-on-ones, um, to film in. Um, it's large enough to even make a small commission salon even, you know. Um, I have five other suites that are ready to go, um, lighting, painted, flooring, but they will not have um, shampoo bowls in them because I wanted people to have access to more room in their salon suite Mm -hmm. and just really make it their own and not have that big bulky shampoo bowl in there Um, and give them the opportunity to step out of their suite into an experience of a really cool shampoo bowl room and kind of mingle with people because I know from experience salon suites can also be very isolating um so i want a spa-like experience in our shampoo bowl room and um it's very dark and it's gonna be very mossy but it, it will be well lit up oh, I love it. and um i also have two waiting areas in this place and then there's a full kitchen um yes yeah, a full working kitchen which i'm so happy about because honestly my husband loves to cook so i know that he'll be here um yeah Making everybody making lunch. food. He oh will. my god! He's that type precious. of person. And he'll be like, "Do you guys want me to grill today?" Like, I just, I already know him. He's just so easygoing, and um, we can also like do like baked goods, like just, uh, just the home, the home vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a really cute um, patio, covered patio outside, and the back. You don't feel like you're. Um, it's probably. I think this place is like on a half acre. So um, Mm. you don't feel like you're in Vegas. You actually feel like you're in Palm Springs kind of back east, which is very rare for Vegas. Um, And we have a swimming pool back there as well. So I really am looking forward to um, this being like a collective of artists that Mm. um, can grow together um, and not feel so isolated, but also have the opportunity to run your own suite salon as your own and i would hope that everyone here if they wanted to take the opportunity afterwards and jump into their own salon that this would be where they were inspired to do that at um and like you know just move out into the community i feel like i've just learned so much i could help some people because i didn't really have um 
really anybody to ask, you know, mm-hmm. about all these yeah. things that I've encountered. So I would love to do that for the people that want to work here and if they want to stay. Um, but I want my whole goal with this backyard, once you guys see it, is like um, having some hair festivals and some art festivals. We have, oh my gosh, we have a swimming pool. Oh like, my gosh, yeah. yeah, a DJ back there yeah. with braids. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh. So the other, this is phase one that I've just talked to you about. So there is a phase two because there is a whole other 900 square feet that I have blocked off that we did not renovate. Oh. And so phase two will come when the money comes in. Yeah. <laughs> and phase two could be gutted out and used as a whole education area, or it could be for the meantime, or it could turn into more suites made available. Mm. That's I the like grand it. plan. I like it. And I, th- I like that it, you have an interesting mission and that's, one that I've never heard any other salon owner say is that you want people, if they feel inspired to open their own salon, that you foster that growth here. Mm-hmm. The only other Makes person I've ever met. Yeah. Yeah. The only other person I've ever met is my salon owner. Yeah. From day one, I walked in and I said, I won't be here more than a year and I'm going to open my own salon. And it kind of took her aback a little bit, but she was like, and because you're honest with me, I'm going to help you do that. Exactly, you guys. And it's so special <laughs> that you have, like, you want to foster that entrepreneurship in women in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, because I know that it's going to, like, take care of them financially, um, emotionally. Um, maybe they have families, yeah. but it's just going to fulfill their dreams. And, like, there's more than enough hair and everything to go around, you guys. That mm. is so true. <laughs> well, that stuck out to me a lot, too. I- impacted me and I think it's great because too often we see salon owners who teach um, people you know everything that they know and then that person moves on and then somebody's salty about it which I can understand if it's not done eloquently or respectfully I do get that part but it is if you're going to take on owning a salon, what else would your role as leader and owner of this salon be but to foster growth in these people? In my brain, that's what I think, yeah. you know? So I just, I like that. That stood out to me and I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. And I, th- I think it's cool too because you are the type of person that if you are interested in something, you want everything of that thing. And I'm very similar in that way, but it's like, okay, I want to do hair. Okay. Well, I'm going to do hair. I'm going to educate. I want to open a salon. Also a salon suite. I also want to do this. I want to do hair on movies. I want to do this. That is very much you. So I think that that this kind of, it makes sense to me that you're opening two salons at the same time. Yeah. Two different kinds of salons also. I mean, honestly, (laughs) it was supposed to just be salon suites, but with learning everything and the business model of it. Um, And I have friends who are salon owners. Um, I have a very close friend in LA who's one, Uh, but I've just seen how people um, run them smoothly and very chill. Mm -hmm. And, I think that's important to the hairstylists that are in it to feel that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They need they need to just feel happy and like they're doing what they why and know why they're doing what they're doing. 
instead but, of all the stress yeah. and all the other stuff. And the Micromanaging drama. hairstylists is the yeah the biggest way to get them to leave you, yeah. I think. And that's why people go to suites. Mm-hmm. But then suites don't really, I mean, so I've been fortunate enough to work in a commission salon, work booth rental in a very high and very nice, beautiful salon that really like set my my tone to like mm-hmm. the type of customer experience I want to give so that when I moved into a suite I was like oh my gosh it has to be so fancy it has to be top line I have to have the customer service which I think is so important yeah. you know and um yeah so but then I got lonely I did get lonely and I was that person in the salon suites walking down the hallway trying to talk to everybody yep and there you know there was no really no break room at the one I was at and I was like you know, so all those things, just little things. I honestly didn't ever think I would want to become a salon owner. Mm-hmm. But now that I see like the package and what, I don't know, just how great it is. And just like being around other hairstylists um, and what we do for people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like hairstylists have, there's so many I'll say it, bad salon owners out there Mm, that mm -hmm. treat their employees like trash. And if they leave, they'll sue them or they'll threaten to sue them and cause all of this stress and anxiety. And so being able to offer that like a safe space for people to walk into, like the people that are supposed to be here when they walk in are going to instantly belong. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And I can feel that just by walking in the door. I'm so excited for this to open. <laughs> I love I'm it. like, I want to come get my hair done. So I guess I didn't realize that you didn't own a salon before you. Uh-uh. I did not realize that. No. I think I really thought you were a salon owner. Yeah. No. Huh. I know. A lot of people have thought that. I, yeah. I think, honestly, it must have to be, and I will take full credit for this, yeah. that I take pride like a salon owner would. Well, and I feel like you have strong branding, too, so maybe that's... Why I thought that, I don't know, but you are, you're Hmm. that energy. So we talked about, um, in the past doing kind of everything yourself on other episodes, not with you. Sorry. Um, so what would you say is the biggest learning curve that you've had doing this yourself? And how have you had to kind of take a step back maybe and say, okay, I can let someone else do this for me? Um, I mean, my biggest learning curve was I really had this come probably as a surprise, but I really had no idea or anything in me to sit down and take a step away from creative creating hair um I it's like I had to turn something off but keep it going at the same time Mm -hmm. um when it comes to architectural design it was so hard for me to get started because I was so afraid I'm a I was so afraid for it to look crazy (laughs) <laughs> like different like, ideas in different rooms yeah like I, I'm not an interior designer mm-hmm. but I will tell you what I did and it might be good advice for somebody I did let go I um I had a client who um she was a handy lady I'm gonna call her a handy lady she's a beautiful woman um and 
she came in and she fixed our toilet at the salon suites one day because it wouldn't flush and that's like horrifying you know you can't do business yeah if you can't you know like where are we cuba so <laughs> you know so i was like so mad and yeah. so i she was like i could fix it girl and i was like really because we've had two plumbers come in and she's like no i could fix it fixed it didn't have to pay her we were all grateful all the women in the salon suits were grateful and so i knew this woman had something about her and so when my husband ended up in the hospital right when i purchased this place and he was in icu i was like well looks like he's not going to be doing anything for like six months if he (laughs) but there's still a job to be done there's still a job to be done i might have to like oh this is all this is what it's about yeah 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 i yeah and so, <laughs> like, <well>. <laughs> and so, um, I ended up hiring her and asking her if she mm. would help me. And she actually is a glass blower on her free time. Oh, cool. So she's very artistic, mm. and I I was amazed by it too. I was like, girl. <laughs> and um, she came in, and she has been like all of that for me. I call her my project manager. Ooh. That's cute. And <laughs> she resourced things for me, gave us referrals. I mean, we also got referrals from our friends and from other clients. And, you know, that's just how it works. That's what's so great about the salon is the best place to spread, like, and refer people and things. And so um, it really is just everyone that my clients knew. But mm. her especially, um, I had to let it go. And um, I saw her. She actually went out there and chopped down some trees, you guys, some pine trees. <laughs> and not only did she chop them down because she's like, you're not going to pay nobody. She, And she's over 50, okay? So she not only chopped them down, she cut them into firewood. Do you have a fireplace here? No. Um. I did at my other place. But I was like, this girl. like, So that's where I let go. And I learned to let go of a lot and let mm-hmm. people help me because mm-hmm. they come in the journey with you and they take pride. And they all feel like it's a team and um, you have somebody to celebrate it with. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, so you said you're still about five, six months out yeah. on the building here. And you're just, are you planning on, are any of your girls that are your commission girls planning on coming over to do a suite here with you? I don't know. I mean, that's, that was the thing that really struck me um, when I found out that this salon that I was purchased, that I wanted to purchase and I inquired about that it was just down the street from Mm -hmm. here because I was like, these two are sisters. They could just move Well, it seems like a natural progression, which is funny because this one actually came first, but that is could be a piece in that helping women grow and yeah. starting and building their own thing is like, okay, so now we got you to where you can rent and now you have your suite and then now it's going to be adding someone else in there or starting your own place. I just, I think it's really cool and I'm excited for you and I think that you're going to have something really, really, really special to offer people. Thank you. I, I was thinking that, you know, when we're in salon suites, we have an, we hire an assistant, but then mm-hmm. where do they go? 
they they share your suite maybe a couple mm-hmm. days but when they're ready to move on where do they go you don't see them anymore mm-hmm. except they go to a salon because they can't really afford to be out in a suite right away and so my um idea was giving the assistants in these suites the opportunity to go to a commission salon after oh, they're done assisting too. or renting right down the street oh and clients would travel from here to there if there were a situation where there was like a price increase and they were going to go to the assistant yeah, that's really genius. cool. You are smart. Well, Gita. that one laid in my in my lap. I yeah. said, "How could I say no?" This is like I manifested this, and mm-hmm. and you said that you were looking for um, you were looking for a turnkey a salon. turnkey salon. So, what? How do you go about looking for someone who is selling a salon? Okay, so. I mean, I really did wake up in the morning and say, how can I reinvest my some of my money to make money to help me keep moving forward? And um, I looked on Zillow, you guys. <laughs> I, I Googled it. I looked on Zillow as turnkey salon, salon for sale. And you always see salons for sale if you have been looking. And they'll say like anywhere from twenty five to $100,000. Mm-hmm. What they're really selling, and I learned this from my friend who at one point wanted to sell her salon. Um, was they're selling their client books. Basically, if there's already a building that is already a salon, people already know that that's there. You're not starting a new brick and mortar somewhere where nobody knows about this salon. So that was the thing. And the plumbing, the permitting, all the things I'm dealing with mm-hmm. here, out of the equation. All you do is purchase. Hopefully you have good salon equipment in there. So you're not having to repurchase a whole new, you know, you can just turn key. You walk in, change the paint. You have um, your staff there, hopefully, and you just move forward and make it your own, which is a lot easier than going and getting a, a building where you have to you know, have the landlord put in for the permits. Renovate for, it, yeah. And plumbing, a lot of people don't know, it's different everywhere, but plumbing, it depends on how many shampoo bowls you have, is anywhere between 20 to 60 to 80 grand. Jeez yeah. Louise. That's rough. So you invest in this, and then that's why people want to sell their salons for so for much, some. but they're mm-hmm. not going to necessarily unless it's a really thriving salon, get that much money. Mm. So, yeah, that's why I was like, I'll just do a turnkey salon, go in there and make it my own. I didn't care where it was going to be in this town. I said, I'll make it happen. Yeah. I'll go work somewhere, but at least I'll be working for myself. Mm -hmm. And and that was just, I couldn't believe it that morning when I saw that, when he told me that it was just down the street. I said, okay, it's this it. It happened in one day. Happened in one day. That's so Four crazy. o'clock in the morning, 9.30 in the morning, I was talking to him, and then I went to go look at it, and yeah. <laughs> I said, will you wait for me to sell my house, please? <laughs> that is insane. And he was like, yeah, I will. That is crazy. He's a really cool guy, and he was not a salon owner. Like, he was, he's a realtor, and he went in on... Um, partnership and the other people backed out so he'd been holding it down and his commission stylist he was really looking out for them and wanted them to have a home and he was mm-hmm. like i want a salon a hairstylist to run this place and make it their own that's, that's so cool yeah it's like universe this feels very meant to be yeah you know wow well cheetah where can the people find you they can find me at cheetah Basso. Do we have a salon name? Yeah. You haven't <laughs> I, asked me these names. Yeah, I, so, I wait. Wait a second. Yeah. 
So this salon, um, the salon suites are called Salon House and it's H-A-U-S. Okay. And that was because of the home vibe that mm-hmm. it's in and working with my daughter and the family and you'll feel the family feel here. And then um, the salon, the commission salon down the street is called Hair Space. Oh, that's cute. I love it. And it's right by the airport. I like that. Here's, was that the name when you took over? Or no. that's your. Okay. That's, I was like, how perfect could it be that it has a space theme and it's yours? Yeah, it's hair space. And then the irony of it is, because I'm all into numbers and irony and all that stuff, is that hair space, I didn't realize this, is the initials of Salon House flipped. So my logo H-S is. HS and SH. So me and my husband are like, shh, shh. <laughs> don't tell anyone those are them together. yeah yeah that's it that is amazing that's cute okay now where can the people find you <laughs> so yeah they can find me um for now at cheetah Basso. it's c-h-i-t-a-b-e-s-e-a-u um i also have a um education workshop I've been working on for the past year um, and that is coming up this year. I already have the account set up for it. That is the Reimagined Stylist mm-hmm. and um, I'll be opening up my um, page for hair space within the next week. Oh my gosh. That's okay. so exciting. If you want to follow us on our social media journeys, I'm at Herrick Hunter on all the things. I'm Erica the Redhead on all the things. Our podcast is at Break Room Banter Pod on all the things. And if you want to have additional ways to support us, you can follow our Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash Break Room Banter Pod. And until next time, remember... You always had a seat at our table. Bye. 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 <laughs>